Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. I'm Colin Gray and I'm joined here by Tom Bell as usual. How are you doing, Tom? Good, thanks Colin. How's things with you? Very well, thanks. Very well. Have a good morning, actually. So yeah, this is the podcast where we talk about everything mountain biking from trail guides to equipment and everything in between. And what are we talking about this time? We're talking about frames on this episode, aren't we, Tom? Indeed, yeah. The uh, Potentially the most important uh, central piece of the bike. Indeed. <laughs> the, bit, the bit that holds you up, probably. <laughs> the bit that connects all the other parts together. together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, quite an important bit. But yeah, there's quite a few different options around frames, isn't there? So since we're doing a little series on how to build a bike, how to set up your bike, or how to choose a bike that best suits you, then we thought mm. this was one of the important ones to include in Definitely. here. So. Yeah. So just before we get started on that, just wanted to say thanks very much for quite a few reviews coming in lately. Uh, we're getting quite a few people giving us some great feedback on the podcast, which is always really good to hear. Always great to hear there are people listening that are enjoying the content. Um, and yeah, there's plenty of mentions of you as well, Tom. Both of us getting a wee bit of a mention. So uh, spreading <laughs> out the love, which is always nice. Good stuff. <laughs> but uh, a quick request. It does really help us to get the podcast out there to more and more people. So if you have a chance just to pop over to iTunes or to your own listening platform of choice, whether that's Stitcher or something else. If you could give us a star rating and even better, a little textual review, that would be amazing. We'd much appreciate it. So yeah, just mm-hmm. to uh, just to say thanks for the people that have done that already. And uh, I think we'll maybe think about a little uh, competition sometime soon actually around that. But I'll, uh, yeah, we'll announce that maybe in the next few episodes, try and encourage mm-hmm. a few more people to get involved and let us know what they think. But anyway, let's go on to the topic for today. So frames, why don't you start off this, Tom, by outlining, right, what are the different types first? Let's get an idea of the different types there are and we can dive into the details. Yeah, sure. So we talked about wheels last time and we um, we mentioned that, you know, it used to be really simple. There used to just be a 26-inch wheel and there was sort of no other option. It was, uh, it was all really clear. And I guess the same um, back in the day was true of... Uh, mountain bikes as well you just had a hardtail frame there was no sort of rear suspension and uh nowadays um as we're going to talk about we've got hardtails and soft tails and full suspensions and all kinds of uh all kinds of different uh setups that you can go for so uh yeah we're just going to talk through um some of the main kinds and give some sort of benefits and drawbacks of each as uh, as well as what types of uh frames suit uh, you know particular riding styles and riders yeah indeed i think the thing with frames as well is that people tend to or well certainly i did moved through a range of them so i started off with a hardtail moved yeah. to full suspension i'm actually back to hardtail these days and uh yeah just moved through a few others in between so um it's something you can evolve through i think and it is. Uh, if you're lucky maybe you'd have one of each for different types of rain styles mm-hmm. i'd say so uh, why don't we start with probably are the most common or the most accessible one? Obviously, that's the yeah. hardtail. So, uh, what different types of hardtail frames do you think you get? What, what's the hardtail suited for? Yeah, well, um, for those you know that, that don't know that are sort of looking um, at maybe getting a frame or, or a bike, is um, a hardtail is essentially just a, a bike that either has. Um, a rigid fork or just a suspension fork on the front so essentially it's um there's no suspension at the rear um so th- these are like you said these are the ones that most people um start off with they usually uh, um your kind of budget bikes are usually hardtails yeah. um 
and uh, they to be honest they suit um they go quite a way across the range so you can get kind of um obviously uh race hardtails for for cross country and, and that kind of thing but you can also get uh, more aggressive trail hardtails and and even some sort of more downhill orientated ones it right. it really comes down to i think the um the geometry and the um kind of shaping of the of the frame um yeah. and how much kind of suspension you can put on the front of that thing yeah 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 um it, it, let's let's jump into that very quickly actually because that's one of the most important things that goes across all of them really isn't it is mm. that a hardtail a full sus a soft tail whatever you're thinking about you get different frames suited to different types of riding and it's all yeah. down like you say to geometry and all geometry really means is it's the way the frame is shaped so you can get a hardtail that's really sort of stretched out it's quite high up it's just quite set up for cross country whereas you can get other hardtails that can take a much bigger fork on them like they're set up to be on a you know a 140 a massive fork exactly. on it rather than a small fork so that's what the geometry means it's how the frame itself is set up um and even that's a bit flexible isn't it because you can get like a, th- a hardtail frame say that's set up for a big fork but actually you can put a small fork on it and some yeah. people actually like the way that ends up feeling to them mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so exactly. it's, a, it's a very personal thing i think almost the geometry um yeah. But probably the thing to think about when you're buying a bike like that is uh, the main type of riding you do. So if you're cross country, you'll get hardtail frames or softtail frames or full suspension mm-hmm. frames set up the geometry more suited to that type of riding and similar yeah. with downhill. So um, interesting you say about a hardtail frame that are set up for downhill, though. I've never come across one like that myself. What's the geometry like on that? Is that just one that can it's really sort of um, high up at the front, could take a massive fork? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're not, they're obviously not as common as, um, as a country or a sort of trail, um, a trail hardtail, um, yeah. just because downhill is just inherently bumpy and, um, and steep. So you, you're always going to want a full suspension there. And, uh, typically you're not really going to get a out and out downhill bike, um, on a, on a real kind of, uh, tight budget so but yeah, i guess yeah. they are out there and they just they'll just have a really slack head angle um yeah. that can take um a fair amount of travel um but yeah they're probably not as common as yeah. uh, as the other ones but you I, th- I think you can definitely get them and there's probably some uh, some <laughs> mountain bike cults out there yeah. who uh, so just just go with a hardtail yeah so just to tackle the jargon there what's what's a slack head angle yeah, so like you were saying about the shape and the and the geometry, um, so you'll get a, a hardtail frame or any kind of frame that's um, more suited to have to having a, a, a taller fork on there. So a, a slack head angle, as far unless I'm getting this um, mixed up, is when you've kind of got a fairly steep top tube, which is the the tube that goes right along the um, from the front of the bike to where the the seat post um, mm-hmm. inserts. Yeah. Um, so they'll, they'll just be shaped slightly differently. Um, like he said, with a cross country, cross country hardtail, you'll get more of a kind of flat, um, horizontal top tube. Whereas as you go more towards the gravity end, you'll, uh, it'll start to become um, a little steeper to, to take those longer forks. Yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Um, right, so yeah, hardtails. I mean, in terms of, so that's the, the types of riding, cross-country trail down and all that type of stuff. In terms of the benefits of why people use mm. hardtails in the first place, for a start, like we already covered, they're cheap. <laughs> so they're, yeah. they're entry-level yeah. bikes. Um, or they can be, I should say. You do get expensive hardtails as well. Indeed. Um, for me, I started out on a hardtail for the simple reason that it was more accessible. It cost me mm. a few hundred quid to get a reasonable, decent one. Um, well, it wasn't decent. It was an entry-level one but you know decent enough quality it was not do you remember what up. it was yeah I got uh, I started out with a specialised uh, okay. so a rock hopper uh, so it was what was that about I think they are about 500 600 pounds mm-hmm. uh, and I think I got mine in a sale so I managed to get a rock hopper for about um did a 400 quid or so yeah uh, and there's a lower end one with a specialized range which is the hard rock so that's mm-hmm. the sort of entry entry level one so the rock hopper is a little bit better hardtail um but yeah still only 400 or so pounds for an older model so yeah that's what i started out in mm. um but i was drawn into getting a full sus after a little while you know just because they look cool and you think that's what you need yeah. to have to be a good mountain biker uh, but i ended up going back to a hardtail for the benefits that that brings and for me that is at lightness so it makes it much more comfortable doing a long ride which is which is what i do a lot of these days more cross country more like Mm -hmm. try to go out and do natural trails um and uh just actually simpler as well so less to maintain um less to worry about in terms of the back suspension uh all that kind of stuff so yeah for me it was really it was going back to simplicity and uh, lightness yeah Um, yeah is that do you think what else is there to a hardtail that would would bring even an advanced biker back to them yeah, I think I think they're the main reasons that you uh, that you just listed. Um, they're they're a lot easier to clean. That's uh, <laughs> when you live in the UK and yeah. it's, uh, there's a lot of sloppy rides that actually ends up being quite a big plus. Yeah, um, they, you know they're just easier to maintain. Like you said, you don't have a rear shock to kind of worry about, and all the all the linkages of full suspensions, yeah. um, you know, the bearings and such. Uh, and then yeah, I mean they're just. They're, they're they're a good they're a solid all round bike so mm-hmm. like you say that they're, they're often um, lighter than their full suspension counterparts for climbing um, they can be a little bit more agile I guess mm-hmm. um, in, in a certain way so they have a slightly different ride characteristic um, and yeah they they're, they're more accessible you know people aren't as um, there's more of them out there and uh, people aren't as put off by all the kind of complexity of a yeah. of a more yeah, a full suspension bike or something a bit more um intricate yeah yeah totally uh do you what's the what's the ratio these days of hardtail to full sus at your races like quite top end racing yeah it's it's definitely it's it's definitely becoming more 50 50 mm-hmm. um i'd say a slight leaning probably to hardtails still okay um and on the women's side certainly more hardtails and full suspensions just because um you know when you're when you're lighter weight so a 50 kilogram rider when they add say one or two kilograms on for a full suspension that's it's more of a you know it's proportionally more of a weight increase overall than someone who's 90 kilograms so the the uh the weight actually makes a much bigger difference and and a lighter rider doesn't kind of hit obstacles as hard and that kind of thing yeah yeah so um but i would say and especially actually with the 29er wheel coming in you know some of the um pros or the the benefits of of a full suspension in terms of um making obstacles smaller and uh you know reducing the the amount of bumpiness and that kind of thing is um 
you know you can kind of get that on a 29 a hardtail um more so than you could get on a 26 hardtail yeah. so okay. hardtails are kind of uh, moving slightly more towards um full suspension in terms of their their benefits yeah um, okay so i'd say there's quite a few quite a few hard hardtails uh, on the on the race circuit but still some full suspensions as well certainly yeah, yeah. are they pretty um okay well let's jump to full suspensions then thinking about just i was about to ask what is a racing full suspension like compared to say a freestyle or a downhill Mm -hmm. so they essentially again it's a fairly fairly short travel um Mm -hmm. so you sometimes they go as low as 80 millimeters um and then up to probably about 120 for cross-country racing is the is the limit so about 100 millimeters is probably the average um, and again, they've got a fairly horizontal top tube. Um, they're probably slightly longer in the top tube as well in terms of the reach um, than a more trail or or even downhill um, orientated bike. And- okay. Um, what about in terms of the so the, the, is there much more weight in a, in a full suspension bike i've never actually known like how much more that weighs how much weight does full suspension actually add does it make that much of a difference do you think uh, yeah it adds I, i'm not entirely sure how much it adds but um it's probably in the range of um one to two kilograms i would say um so it's as as i said before for a for a lighter very light rider that's a fair that's a fair amount of weight to, yeah. to put on um whereas if you're a bit uh, bigger you know more 80 90 kilograms it's maybe not so uh, drastic yeah, yeah um yeah but yeah it's uh, it can be significant yeah. and um yeah. And yeah, you've got to weigh, obviously weigh that against the uh, the benefits that the full suspension's given you in uh, in other areas. Yeah. So benefits then. What does it what does it do for us? <laughs> Why do people move up to full suspension? Yeah. Uh, I think I think speed. To be honest, I think uh, full suspensions people often think that they they help on you know the kind of steep and uh, rocky descents, and they and they certainly do to some regard, but. I found that they're often better for sort of flatter and bumpier courses, just because you're, you know, you're sitting down quite a lot and trying mm-hmm. to pedal on it. Mm-hmm. And on a hardtail, you, you know, your rear wheel can be bouncing around a lot more than a than a soft cushioned full suspension that kind of plants the wheel on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it saves, it, it kind of makes your riding a bit more efficient, but also kind of saves energy as well that you're not. Uh, out the saddle and having been bumped around kind of on the back end of the bike yeah um, yeah so, that's interesting yeah i've never thought yeah. about it that way um i mean yeah like you say the obvious benefits are that on the downhill the bumpy stuff you just feel so much more in control so much smoother yeah. so you can you feel like you can get a better speed up because you're not being bounced around on a bike here mm-hmm. yeah you just feel a bit more in control basically um and it can even help you a little bit on obstacles and stuff can it? i mean you can use your full suspension to to uh, you know bunny hop more effectively to you know take a bit more of the impact to take the jumps and all that kind of stuff so it yeah, just definitely. helps with some of the some of the rough stuff as well um but of course the drawbacks of that are that like you say well okay so you say you're saying that actually it's a benefit for pedaling some stuff but in a lot of cases that's talked about as the biggest drawback isn't it because the suspension eats up a bit the power you're putting into pedaling because you're bobbing yeah. around you push down in the pedal some of it goes through to the wheel but some of it goes into compressing the, the the suspension as well it does it does yeah certainly it's uh it, i mean you've got kind of lockout 
um, for the rear now, which is fairly efficient. Uh, in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. In a lot of cases, yeah. But there's some that there's definitely some that don't, and some that don't fully lock out. So you're never going to kind of have that um, ultimate power transfer that you yeah. can get um, on a hardtail. Yeah. And um, that's something I've you know struggled with a bit. I've got a um, a full suspension and a and a hardtail, um, so I can kind of choose between the two. And um, I often just you know train on the hardtail, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the full suspension, it it does offer a lot of benefits. But you've kind of got to get used to that, um, I guess you know bobbing around as well as having to flick the the lockout on and off. So yeah, yeah. it's it's it can be quite tough to uh, to kind of ride one one thing and then get used to another when it's it's in the heat of the race. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I it depends. I mean, it depends a lot on the riding you're doing, doesn't it? I mean, I like I say, I'm doing so much more cross country, natural trails, quite a lot of flats, yeah. up sickness kind of stuff, which is why I swapped back for racing as well. I just felt like it was going to be a bit easier, a bit, um, you know, put my speed up a little bit because it's lighter, obviously. Yeah, so. yeah. There's a few different, yeah. There's a lot to it, really. I mean. You get great full suspension bikes these days that are still pretty light, don't you? I mean, you can, if you pay a couple of grand, you're going to get a really nice full sus bike that's still easy enough to pedal on the uphill. It's got a lockout, like you say. It doesn't weigh that much more. So you can get a lot of the benefits of both. And I think that's the way most people are going these days, isn't it? Mm. They've got that kind of compromise, um, almost cross-country full sus bike, like a, I don't know, a, uh, yeah, a stump jumper or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah It's definitely. just kind of halfway between... Um, I mean, what kind, of, what kind of bikes are the racers riding if it's a full suspect? Um, there's there's a good mix actually. There's, there are a lot of specialized mm-hmm. spe- specialized epics. Um, yeah, that, they're that get used. super light specialized. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're they're the most popular. Um, I I run I'm ride Merida, um, mm-hmm. so I've got a Merida '96 um, full suspension, okay. um, which uh, the in, in the cross country World Cup scene, um, the Merida Multivan team is potentially the the largest um, cross country uh, race team. Uh, you know, one of the most famous and one of the one of the largest and most successful. So that's that's quite a, a well known um, bike on on the on the world scene. And yeah. then there's a fair amount. Of, you know, the the kind of usual suspects of uh, the Trek, the Trek Top Fuel um, is another okay. one yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's popular. Um, and and then you've kind of got a mix of uh, I guess the Cannondale Cannondale in recent years have gone more towards their 29 hardtails but they've just yeah. released their their latest scalpel um, okay so i think that'll be coming back in so yeah yeah you're the kind of usual ones that you would see uh, yeah. but i guess specialized are probably probably the most um the most popular really it was uh when i got my first um full suspension bike it was a uh, specialized enduro so mm-hmm. that's specialized more all mountain bike i suppose that was it me is, yeah. that was me pretending i was more of a downhiller really <laughs> <laughs> acting as if i was going to uh, Glen Tress and doing spooky wooden things and trying to get my speed up and um but they're still reasonably uh lightweight as well it's not like a it's yeah. like a proper downhill couch type bike it's just uh, <laughs> no no absolutely those bikes <laughs> I, I think for most people are, are, are the best option you know they're they're light enough and nimble enough to be kind of uh, pedaled all day but yeah. then you've got you've got plenty of suspension there for, especially for trail centers and a lot of uk yeah. stuff you've got plenty of suspension there to uh 
to to play around with you know if it's uh, 130 140 up to maybe 150 millimeters yeah. that's like that's a lot of yeah. a lot of uh, that can get you through quite a lot of stuff i think cool. yeah so you you mentioned the word uh soft tails to me i don't really know what that means <laughs> explain <laughs> yeah. soft tail to me <laughs> well that this kind of links back to what i was saying about the wheels and how there's these weird kind of um hybrids and uh, different different um, standards kind of coming out and um fairly recently um the this this soft tail kind of phenomenon's happened it's i guess it's it's mostly in cross country racing which is which is why i know about it but they're essentially a a hard tail but that has a little bit more give kind of in the rear than a than just a solid frame mm-hmm. so sometimes that's um done by the flex of the carbon so they've kind mm-hmm. of got the seat stays which are the tubes that run along sort of underneath the chain um they kind of flex uh which sounds a bit scary you know it sounds like it might just snap <laughs> on you but apparently yeah. they don't yeah um so you've kind of got some some give there uh, just by the way that they're shaped but um quite a lot of them now from trek and bmc have uh, like a little elastomer um which kind of sits behind the at the top of the seat stays which are the ones that go up from the bottom of the rear triangle up towards the seat post yeah um, okay. and there's a little kind of elastomer in there that gives mm-hmm. you know 10 20 25 millimeters of kind of cushioning right, um okay. so yeah. they're quite they're quite an odd quite an odd um so it is like it sounds it's just softening up the material yeah. back there so that there's just a wee bit of yeah, a little bit of give it takes out the, it. some of the some of the buzz some of the bumps that kind of stuff yeah yeah there's um there's a few different kind of uh, designs and ways of doing it yeah. um just thinking of the bmc one which is what um julian absalon and the the bmc yeah. team ride is it's literally just kind of it looks like a piece of you know rubber or foam and yeah. it just um it just does it just softens up the rear so you've kind of got the benefits of a hardtail but with slightly more kind of dampening i guess for those yeah. uh rough pedally sections yeah yeah that's interesting because that's part of the reason that i moved to the hardtail i've got now actually and it was material so you've mentioned carbon uh, we haven't covered this still yet so what can a, a frame be made of the main ones are obviously aluminium's kind of basic um yeah you've got carbon if you're moving up that's just to cut weight really but mm-hmm. has the sort of downsides of being a, maybe a little bit more fragile um yeah. i'm not sure you can tell me what you think on that but uh, and the other oh, no, one d- definitely they yeah. are um yeah it would be um i think they're, they're strong in certain ways they're mm-hmm. stronger in certain ways than aluminium in terms okay. of their um their ability to flex and stuff like yeah, that yeah. but definitely when you get an, a, a rock impact um like a direct kind of um impact from something like a rock or, or something tough then right. they're definitely not as strong as a as an aluminium because they don't you know they don't really bend yeah. um, in that way they, they don't just dent they just crack crack yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah in a crash a carbon that's what they say sometimes isn't it if, if you have carbon components and you have a bad crash then actually you probably need to think about replacing those components yeah, exactly. so so if you're the type of rider that does a lot of uh, rough stuff a lot of um if you do crash every now and again in a jump or a drop or whatever don't buy a carbon frame <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah so the other option is titanium uh, and that's what i got most recently 
recently. So my current bike is a Cove Hummer titanium frame, cool. um, and I love it. It's so good. And one of the so one of the benefits is obviously lightness. Titanium super strong, but it's really light yeah. as well. Yeah. But the secondary benefit, well maybe not even secondary, one of the biggest benefits is that they're flexible. So they actually have a bit of that. That's why I was wanting to ask about the soft tail thing because mm. titanium has a bit of that to uh, sort of intrinsic within it. Titanium is a bit more flexible than aluminium will be. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a bit of the buzz out, a bit of the vibration out. It does give you a little bit of a bounce. Um, and I wasn't sure I wasn't sure how apparent that would be before I got it, but it is actually really apparent. Like I can tell when I'm going along, it's very different from a hardtail. Like you can just feel mm. this just little flex. It's just giving you a bit more of a comfy ride. Helps you a little bit in the downhills when it gets rough because you you get that almost a, an imitation of the full suspension idea. But yeah, yeah. But it's it comes with a really light, really strong frame. So yeah, I love it. It's, it's um, costs a lot more, obviously, but it's been worth it for me. I got a second. So it didn't cost me that much. Ah, cool, cool. Yeah, they've got a nice. They've definitely got a nice um, appeal of uh, titanium frames. They've got 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 a very distinct look and uh, and um, design appeal. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of nice uh, titanium frames. I I can't say I've ridden one actually, but um, that's that. It's exactly what I've heard. That what you've just described is um, you know they're slightly uh, they're obviously lighter, but um, they're they're more forgiving um, as well. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, last little detail let's go into is we talked about the size of the forks that can go into a frame the other thing that you have to worry about depending on the type of riding you do is tires isn't it because that's mm. something in terms of the clearance you get on a frame you need to think yeah. about yeah exactly so if you're I suppose if you're wanting to make up for some of the um, lack of suspension on a hardtail then one of the ways to do that is to uh, you know, spec some uh, higher volume tires, um, some slightly wider ones. If you're doing kind of general trail riding as well, yeah. Um, but obviously, you've got to make sure that they uh, they fit in the uh, <laughs> you know with enough mud clearance in the frame to, yeah. uh, to not cause any problems or yeah, and that kind of thing. So uh, again, it's it's looking at what kind of hardtail or what kind of frame in general suits your riding and then making sure that some of the other components that you're going to run on that bike are uh, also going to work as well yeah yeah okay cool so yeah just to clarify right at the end there that that's the back we're thinking about there isn't it because your frame you yeah, fit the yeah. front tire goes into the fork so the fork is what determines your front tire clearance but mm-hmm. it's the rear tire clearance we're thinking about there um and like tom says you've got to have a good how, how much would you say a couple of centimeters to clear from mud as well yeah um, ideally uh, yeah. i guess the more the better with the when you when you're riding a fair amount in the mud yeah, and, yeah. Um, cool. and you've got i guess on a hot on on all bikes you've got to consider the mud clearance kind of at the bottom um around where the bottom bracket is as well as um yeah. for the, at the top of the seat stay so yeah. it's definitely worth looking at but generally speaking if you're getting a hardtail that's designed for a certain type of riding they'll they'll have kind of built those uh those design features in to have more or less tire clearance yeah perfect okay dogs let's leave it there i realize there's probably a lot more stuff on the frame that we could talk about um 
I'm no geometry expert. I think we've uh, you said you weren't as well, Tom. I think yeah, maybe there would. <laughs> yeah, I think there's probably questions out there that the more advanced riders would want to know about how you choose your geometry, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I'd love to get somebody on that knows that, that like a bike designer or um, a really competent mechanic or whatever that knows like really how well to fit a bike like that, how to choose for your type of riding. So if that's you, if you're listening and you are um, an expert in bike geometry or you know somebody that is, get in touch, let us know and I'd love to get you on the show. Um, so get in touch at uh, Colin at mountainbikesapart.com um, and uh, yeah, we'll maybe drag you on. Or if you have any questions as well, if you have any follow-ups, um, send them into that address and uh, we'll try and cover them. I can um, at least speak to some people that know a little bit more than us about uh, the frame geometry, that type of stuff. But I hope that gave you a good overview of how to choose a frame anyway, how to set up a frame for your bike. I think that'll do it, Tom. Yeah, I think so. Uh, like you said, we could have covered, we, you can go into this uh, in, a, in a lot of detail, yeah. but um, it'd be good to, to have an expert's opinion on kind of, uh, like you say, the fit and the, uh, yeah. the geometry. So I'd be interested to hear um, yeah. hear about that. Definitely. Cool. You know, get your uh, team mechanic or something like that. You must have somebody you can speak to. Uh, <laughs> I to drag to be honest, you're, you're speaking to the team mechanic ah, right okay. now. Uh, quite, a lean, quite a lean team. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'd definitely be interested to hear as uh, as much as many tips as possible and that yeah, kind of thing perfect <laughs> okay dogs well thanks for listening uh, I hope you got a bit out of that again always give us some feedback sent into colin at mountainmixpart.com for the email or tweet me at colin mc gray you can get tom at where we get you tom uh, that's by tom bell so b-y-t-o-m-b-e-l-l by tom bell on twitter and uh, catch us again next week where we'll be talking about what we were talking about tom uh, we are talking about the drivetrain, so drivetrain gears, all that kind of stuff. Perfect. So we're going to go through the full range of drivetrain components, talking about how you set up your gears, how you choose types of gears, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we'll do that on the next episode. Thanks again for coming, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.